You know, this um, convoy is eastbound and trucking, and it's headed for Ottawa. And uh, in some regards, there is concern. Now, Justin Trudeau, our prime minister, is ready. And the word on the street and from sources is that we're not going to budge on this vaccine mandate at the border. And it doesn't make a difference because if the Americans don't change their mind, it's moot. That said, here's the prime minister yesterday. The small fringe minority of people who are on their way to Ottawa or who are uh, holding unacceptable uh, views uh, that they're expressing do not represent the views of Canadians who have been there for each other, who know that following the science and stepping up to protect each other is the best way to continue to ensure our freedoms, our rights, our values as a country. It's interesting because to some people, that is uh, common sense. To other people, that's divisive talk from our prime minister. Mike Million is uh, the CEO of Private Motor Truck Council of Canada. He was on the show yesterday. I asked about how, you know, this rolling protest of, of truckers originally started by drivers. It was grassroots roots, and they were uh, protesting the vaccine mandate at the border, how it has grown and in the process started to attract people uh, with a different kind of message. And now it's about all kinds of things. Here's what he had to say. We're certainly concerned with some of the messaging we have been seeing on, on social media. Uh, and, you know, I'm, I'm sure it's a, a small percentage. Um, whenever you get a convoy that has taken on the size this thing has taken on, uh, you know, it becomes a little hard to, to keep the message uh, simple and what it was about. And, that, you know, we're certainly concerned about some of the messaging we're hearing, uh, you know, about ending tyranny and asking the government to step down and ending all, you know, government controls. I mean, when we start veering off a path into these areas. Um, my concern would be, uh, you know, the rhetoric gets a little high mm-hmm. um, and you start to you start to lose the, the favor of the public. Stephanie Carvin is a security analyst and associate professor at Carleton University in Ottawa, where this convoy is headed. Stephanie joins the show now. Stephanie, thanks for being here. Hey, thanks for having me on. You've also seen some uh, concerning messaging on social media. Can you give us an idea of what is uh, possibly a a threatening uh, situation that Ottawa is bracing for? So I think there's a number of things. I mean, I would really echo the comments of the the, the person we just had on, the member of the Private Truckers Association, I believe. Um, Yeah, I mean, um, (laughs) there's a number, and, and, and he's identifying the problem exactly, which is that, there's a number, you know, there's a peaceful protest that is planned uh, for downtown Ottawa, you know, uh, and that's our democracy. They have the right to do that. Not, not going to challenge that at all. But what's happening is that there are a bunch of extremists who are trying to jump in and trying to push the narrative way further than what this may or may not have been about, right, in the first place, right? So it's like they, they are trying to, um, you know, we have seen calls from um uh, you know, different groups to turn this into Canada's January 6th. Um, we have seen, so so basically January 6th, of course, was the attack on the Capitol building in the United States. Um, I, I don't think that is actually going to happen. If we've learned anything about that attack, it's that it was fairly well coordinated and planned. And I, I don't think that's what's happening here. But this doesn't mean people aren't going to try, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, so there's that aspect of it. 
Um, we have, you know, um, the discourse on Twitter is, you know, when you try to talk about these things, I mean, I've been subject to, and my friends have been subject to death threats nonstop. Um, wow. You know, we have seen calls for politicians to be hung, um, to be attacked, um, to be put in jail. Um, and, and that's, that's concerning. Um, it really is. The other, and the other thing that's concerning is that, like, you know, this was originally about a mandate about truckers um, having to get vaccinated to go into the United States. Now there's a new memorandum of understanding that's been circulated online. I'm not sure so, people have seen it. That's basically calling for the government, like, like the Senate and the governor general to, like, overthrow the kind of the elected MPs and just eliminate all the uh, mandates altogether. So, yeah, there has been this kind of narrative shift. And I think that that's a real issue. And a lot of that narrative shift has been pushed by extremist elements. I know that the, the, you know, social media is a megaphone, basically. And so you can seem like you have a louder voice than you actually do, depending on how many people echo what you're saying through retweets, retweets. Um, how big is is this collective? Do we know? Do we have an idea? We have no idea. I mean, some of the Facebook groups have hundreds of thousands of people, but we know that not all of them are Canadian because a lot of people in those groups are saying, hey, I'm from Australia. Hey, I'm from Britain. Mm. Hey, I'm from America. All those kinds of things. So um, also the GoFundMe, I mean, it's raised over $5 million, but you don't have to be Canadian to donate to it. Right. So we don't actually know who is involved in this and who isn't. And we also don't know if there is some, you know, foreign, you know, I, I, I don't want to get like, I, I, you know, I'm in my parents' basement bad enough as it is right now. Um, I don't want to put on my tinfoil hat, um, but there could be some, you know, foreign elements or foreign interference here as well. We don't know yet. This is going to have to be discovered. Um, we, will, we won't know until well after the fact. So the problem is it's almost impossible to say what's going to happen. I have seen estimates that, you know, some truck stops are expecting 500 trucks. Um, onward to Ottawa in the next uh, two days. And I've seen, you know, estimates that there's going to be a few thousand. Um, you know, the idea that there's going to be, I think, 1.5 million people has been circulating on Twitter. That's almost certainly false information. But this has been one of the challenge, I think, in, in, in preparing for this from a security right. perspective is we don't really know what's going to happen. I mean, I will say being in Ottawa, it's like minus 20. Um, mm. There's no bathrooms. There's no restaurants. Um, I don't know where these people are going to sleep, eat, and go to the bathroom. So uh, that may also have an impact on, on how long this lasts. Can you talk about how Ottawa police have been uh, coordinating with the Parliamentary Protective Services? What do you know? So this is one of the issues is that, um, and, and we actually learned this in October 2014, is that, you know, security for the national capital region is divided up into different groups. So Parliamentary Protection Services is responsible for, for Parliament Hill, RCMP has kind of national security uh, and certain criminal uh, aspects uh, to that as well. And then the Ottawa police is kind of the surrounding neighborhood. So ideally, they're sitting down and getting briefings from the OPP, uh, CSIS, RCMP on, on what to expect. We do know that the vast majority of people who are going to this event are not intending to do anything violent. Sure. We do know um, because they've been openly broadcasting their attentions that some of the people who are planning on attending this are or would like to see violence occur. So can you identify who those violent elements are, isolate them away from the rest of the truckers? But we also know that, um, and this is a good thing, the Ottawa police have been in touch with the organizers of the event. The question is, how much control will the organizers actually have over all the people that show up? If it's a few hundred, it's probably going to be pretty good. If it's a few thousand, I'm less sure. 
Yeah, my question is if if this, these are people that originally started to protest over following having to follow a rule they didn't like, are they going to follow rules set out by somebody they don't know that's just organizing, you know, the logistics? It seems kind of ridiculous in some ways. Yeah, exactly. And there's a number of of other concerns that I think are there. First of all, there's no um, certainty that that GoFundMe money is going to be released. Oh, you know, I want to talk about that a little bit more. Yeah, let's get into it. Okay, yeah. So there's there's a GoFundMe. um, And I think there's been some concerns raised about, you know, people who are affiliated. You know, the the GoFundMe was started by um, someone affiliated with something called the Wexit Party. It's an Alberta separatist party. Um, who has, you know, been in contact with people who genuinely called for violence to the prime minister, right? And I think GoFundMe is looking at this and saying, okay, well, if this goes bad and we finance it, what's our liability here? So that's why I think they're looking mm. for a very concrete plan from um, the organizers who have now apparently, you know, they said they've hired a lawyer and an accountant. I, I don't know who these people are or what their qualifications are, but they've had to come up with a plan to disperse the funds. But in the end of the day, GoFundMe can say, nope, we don't, we don't like where this is going. We don't like it. And so what happens if you get a bunch of truckers who've been out in the cold, minus 20 for a couple of days, suddenly find out they're not getting reimbursed for any of the fuel or yeah. hotel that they've done? That's one issue. Um, if, you know, the government just says, no, we're not changing our minds or we're not going to do anything differently. Do people get upset? Do people... Um, you know, how do people react? Do they just, I mean, I like in my ideal world, you know, people will go there, they'll express their dissent, honk their horns, hang up for a couple of days and leave. Right. And, and that's fine. And what's happened is that they've built a network of people who they can then count on. So if they look at it that way, then you know what, that's fine. Um, but if they, if people are going to this event and honestly believing that, you know, the government's going to be dismissed by the governor general or that all the mandates are going to be dropped, or if they find out suddenly that they're never going to be reimbursed for any of the money that they have, things could go pretty bad pretty quick. Yeah, we know that gas just went up again. It's headed towards 150 if it's not already there, which, oh uh, yeah, and it's even getting more expensive in the days to come. We heard that from Dan McTagg yesterday. So that is concerning um, for truckers that I guess were decided to get in on this pro- protest and were, um, you know, buoyed along by the fact that, you know, somebody's going to support them, feed them. Uh, you know, take care of their lodgings and their gas and that people were behind them to find out that that's not going to come to fruition and you're on the hook is problematic, especially because they're complaining about not being able to make a livelihood, hood, uh, their livelihood right. when it's the vaccine mandate that's that was at the heart of this protest originally. Stephanie, I want to thank you for your time. It's been really interesting talking to you. Um, I guess you'll be watching very closely to find out what what ensues. Do you imagine that we'll get more information on who and how big of a threat this possibly is to Ottawa in the next 24 hours? Um, we might. I, I honestly think it's going to be a very fluid situation between Friday to Saturday. Um, the, the only good thing, this <laughs> maybe for the people of Ottawa, is that downtown is empty right now. I mean, everyone's working. I can't stress this enough. Like, everyone's working from home. Like, there's like, there's no one there. It's a bit of a ghost town. So, you know, I think in that sense, it, it, that's probably a good thing. So there'll be kind of room for all the trucks to go right. and stuff like that. I mean, I expect traffic will be... Um, a bit of a dumpster fire for a, a little while, but um, it, you know we're all, we already have problems with trucks going down our downtown core because of the interprovincial bridge um, system. But that that might be a topic for another show. Um, but yeah, I think it's going to be an interesting um, um, thing to watch. I think people in Ottawa are, are realizing, okay, we may have to hunker down for a few days, mm-hmm. but um, it's so cold that I don't think they're going to mind.
All right, Stephanie Carvin, I don't think you're going to have to worry about any kind of uh, dumpster t- fire as far as traffic goes if you're in your parents' basement, as you indeed said. Also that, yes. Off the hop. <laughs> uh, confirm or deny, is there a meatloaf bat out of hell on vinyl in your midst? <laughs> Anywhere? Uh, like, just a, not on vinyl. Uh, oh. Like, uh, although, can I just say it was like bat out of hell too was like my first CD I think I ever owned. Wow, so. can, I just, can I just for a second give you a collective uh, sympathy hug from anybody who... Uh, you know, has listened to Bad Out of Hell too, and and knows that you missed the good one, which is the first. That yeah, be, well, that you should know, not I, be your entry I'm level album <laughs> purchase. <laughs> I, yeah, but yeah, I know it's it's you know meatloaf in the parents' basement. You got to do it. Yeah, Stephanie, thank you very much. I really appreciate your time. Thank you. Thank you. Cheers.